Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 5, Episode 3. Every episode is somebody's first episode, you know? Well, I try to be aware of that, but sometimes I forget. And this is one of those times. I need to talk to you frankly and maybe a little bit bluntly. I think the funniest hour on television may be the local news. Sorry, newscasters, but you need some proofreaders. There's plenty of unintentional humor. Like, there was a reporter recently who said, We're at the scene where a gas line exploded behind me earlier today. Hmm. My wife and I frequently laugh out loud at the missteps and misstatements. Many of them are pretty hilarious. Yes, I know what they probably mean, but I also know what they said. Now, one of my life maxims is that the best jokes write themselves. That's true. But not everything on the news is fun and humor, though. One of the television stations has taken to referring to folks in government offices as leaders, or more generally, as leadership. Phrases like, leadership is urging calm during this difficult time. Yeah, that helps. But it got me thinking. It seems to me that we've lowered the bar on what it means to be a leader what it means to exhibit leadership. Now, I'm only being a little bit facetious here, but in the old image of the alien landing and standing in front of an earthling, the alien always says, take me to your leader. Seriously, where would you go? Who really is a leader these days? That is what we're going to look at in this episode. I think it was Warren Bennis that made the observation that if you think you're leading but no one is following, you're just out for a walk. So if you're in a position of leadership, let me ask you, are you really leading? I have some things that I want you to think about, and I'll be working through these over the next couple of episodes. But I need to start with a little background from the Bible. Stay with me here, because this is important and fiercely relevant to the topic at hand. See, in the Gospel of Matthew, that's the first book in the New Testament, for those of you keeping score at home, Jesus is paying attention to the people around him. And here's what Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 says about it. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus shows up and sees that the crowds are aimless, and no one is tending to them. His response? compassion. For a lot of years, I've been haunted by the idea that people are often harassed and helpless. Man, if that doesn't capture our time, I don't know what does. People are harassed by all kinds of cultural pressure, by friends, by family, by bias, by their own expectations. Frankly, people are wounded. The world is not a friendly place, and it can be absolutely brutal to the creative, the tender-hearted souls who feel things very deeply. They're helpless. They often feel like there's nothing they can do that will change anything. Now, as a leadership geek, I would refer to that as a diminished capacity to act. That's a really bad thing, and nothing will draw the life out of you more quickly than feeling hopeless and powerless. What those people need is shepherding. That means they need protection. They need their wounds tended. They need a safe place. 
Now, some of you will whine that this sounds either too maternalistic or paternalistic, and maybe it is. But if you expect to be a leader, these are the people you have to lead. You're going to have to shepherd them. They come to you just as Jesus saw them, harassed and helpless. Now, I feel obligated to say that in these situations, Jesus is the shepherd, and we have a chance to be kind of understudies, sheepdogs, if you will. You know, it's hard to really lead these folks well if you have not been in the situation of crying out to Jesus over your own wounds, over your own hurts and heartaches. Okay, that's all on that for now. Let's move on. So let's talk about some of the things required of you. I think that most of the people who would happily grab onto the title leader really are not leaders at all. And here are the pieces we're going to talk about over the next couple of episodes. I'll introduce them here, and then we'll spend some time on each one. Here's the list. Compassion, direction, influence, meaning, formation, aspiration, culture, achievement, and growth. Yeah, it's kind of a big list. It's nine items. They're not alliterative. They don't spell something clever. So there's really not a best-selling book hidden in there somewhere. But... Even so, I think it's worth our time to think about these things. Think about this in terms of your own leadership, your own workplace, and your own organization. So let's kick this off with compassion. Those people, the harassed and helpless, remember them? Well, they work with you. They have direct contact with your clients, your customers, your guests, your patients, your friends, your colleagues. You know, wounded sheep fight and they lash out, usually at other wounded sheep. I have to share this, and please spare me the, you're an idiot, Sam. I know, but I also know that if I was faced with the same scenarios, I'd do the same thing today. More than once, I've stepped into the middle of a fight and tried to break it up. Once in another city, I saw a man literally beating the daylights out of a woman on the sidewalk in front of some shops. We stopped, I got out, and stepped into it. Told him to stand down. Someone from one of the stores came out and took the woman in to safety, and the man got in his car and sped off. Another shop owner came out and said that this was a common scenario with the two. Well, eventually I took off. I had done all that I could. And yes, that could have ended very badly for me, but guess what? I have to live with myself. I had no moral or ethical choice but to do what I did. Another time, as a teacher, I had to break up a fistfight in class. Now, I want to remind you that I have only taught adults in my entire academic career, and I had to break up a fight in class with 12 other students watching. Now, there are a lot of things I could say, but that's part of the harassed and helpless. And that's what it does to people. When people feel like there's nothing they can do that will matter, there are two responses. They either shut down completely and fall into despair, or they lash out in violence. Both of the students came to me afterward, separately, and apologized. But it was clear to me that they came into the evening feeling wounded and vulnerable. Sometimes being the shepherd and showing compassion is difficult. It's painful. It didn't occur to me at the time, but by stepping into that fight, I was also shepherding the rest of the students. By protecting them, yes, but also by drawing a line that identified acceptable behavior. 
See, if you want to be a leader, you need to create a safe place, a place of kindness and compassion. Sometimes you need to enforce it for the good of others. Now, you and I both know the lie behind the children's chant, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Yeah, that might make a kid feel better at the time, but, you know, the truth is, uh, the wounds that leave the deepest scars are not visible on the outside. The words that cut to the heart, the words that wound the soul. <laughs> Leadership means creating an environment where people are safe from backbiting, gossip, incessant, well, bitching. There's no polite way to say it. Compassion means creating a work environment that won't tolerate the sheep going after each other. All right, let's move along. The next piece is direction. Now, when I say direction, I do not mean giving people directions and telling them what to do. I mean this in a deeper, more philosophical sense. It's related to some of our earlier mission and vision discussions, but this time it's about answering the question, where are we going? It's about thinking through the what-then scenarios and trying to figure out how do we want things to be in the long term? What are the ramifications of what we're doing today? These are questions that don't get asked often enough. Robert Oppenheimer, who worked on the Manhattan Project and the first atomic bombs, made the observation that he and the other members of the team were driven by the possibility that they could actually develop a working atomic bomb. It was only after they succeeded that they asked themselves, and I quote, my God, what have I done? Direction comes down to asking the what have I done question before you get there. Grammatically, it's kind of fun. What then, might I ask, have I had been doing? <laughs> uh, well, let's go with where are we going and when we get there, will it be the way we want it to be? What is our direction? I'll discuss this in an upcoming series, but here's what we have to ask. Will our efforts move us more toward truth, goodness, and beauty, or will they move us in the opposite direction? Now, I know you can't know that fully in real time, but it's a good litmus test to find out where our direction is taking us. Again, that's not a question that leaders ask themselves very often. And there it is. If you think you're leading, but no one is following, you're just out for a walk. You know, we'll come back to these questions in our next episode, and we'll tackle some more of these ideas. So, anyway, for now, if you enjoy Great Ridge Station, tell your friends and colleagues to subscribe. If you hate Great Ridge Station, tell the people you don't like to subscribe. See you next time for part two of this series, Where Are the Leaders? Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.